we pray. Come Holy Spirit, on this feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Lord, we give you permission to do whatever you want to do in our hearts. Make our minds, hearts, and souls fertile soil like that of Mary, that your word may bear great fruit in our life. Lord, illuminate these scriptures for us, these great mysteries of the faith. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. In this, the Magnificat, we have a little window into the soul of the Blessed Virgin Mary. She comes and she finds out where the angel Gabriel has come and told her that she would be the mother of the Lord. And she said, let it be done unto me according to thy word. And she goes in haste to meet Elizabeth, her cousin, who was barren but miraculously now is pregnant for John the Baptist. And as Mary's voice, right, hits the ears of Elizabeth, then the infant, John, leapt in her womb. We have these words from the Hail Mary. Blessed are you among women. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. And then Elizabeth saying like, how, right? How do I know this grace that the mother of my Lord has come to me? And then Mary, Mary, again, this, this window into her soul is just saying, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Question for us today. Do you want that? Do we want this experience of the Blessed Virgin Mary? That in the depth of our soul there is joy. If we look in the world today, right, all of us, because we're human and we're experiencing it, we're seeing it, there's lots of fear, anger, frustration, depression, confusion, great division. It's a lack of joy. There's a lot of hurt and bitterness because of past hurts in our own life or current hurts in our life or the difficulties of the pandemic or other things in our lives. But the invitation, the invitation of the Lord is to joy. Now when I say that, I don't say that flippantly like, oh yeah, we're just like, no matter what happens, we're just like always warm and fuzzy on the inside. It's not Christian joy. The Blessed Virgin Mary definitely suffered and experienced a suffering very, very deep because of her connection and love of her son, Jesus. And, and throughout her life, we speak a lot of times of her at the foot of the cross, deep, deep pain. We talk of Our Lady of Sorrow. 
feeling these, these great sorrows and piercing of her heart. But in the midst of all of that, there is in her this awareness of being loved by the Lord that produces the fruit of joy and rejoicing. You know, St. Paul tells us, rejoice always. I say it again, rejoice. What? St. Paul, I don't, know, I don't know when you were living, my man, but like if you were around the day, maybe you wouldn't say that. But no, then we look at the life of St. Paul, who was shipwrecked and beaten and stoned and in prison, and you name it, and terrible things happen to this man. And he's saying, rejoice always. Because underneath, and it's not that we don't experience fear, that we don't experience hurt, that we don't experience bitterness. All of these feelings initially are just part of our human experience. But he's saying, don't give yourself over to them. Don't give yourself over to them. Give yourself over to the joy that only comes from the Lord. Even in the sense when we're not feeling it. This invitation to open our hearts. Now, again, that's easily said. It sounds like a cute Catholic platitude, but this is real life that the Lord wants to give to us. And it's not something that we have like just perpetually and it never goes away. That's why St. Paul's saying like, hey, do this and do it always. Like, oh, remember when we're not doing it to call on the grace of the Lord, not just muscling it up ourselves, but Lord, come and give me this grace again. And it begins and it ends with this awareness of being loved by the Lord because nothing else can give us that joy. Mary knew in that moment, like everything that God has given me, I deserve none of it. None of it. But it is simply because he has seen me in my poverty and loved me there. And that I have experienced this, that joy wells up in my soul. And I can tell you from my own personal experience that when I pray for the grace and I'm open, Lord, like, come, help me. Like, right now, I'm distracted and confused. And Lord, let me know, let me know that you love me. I don't always have, like, this warm, fuzzy feeling. But I'm reminded of the times that I knew, that I knew, that I knew that the Lord did love me. Not based on my merit, solely on his very nature. So it's an invitation today to all of us, and particularly those maybe who are, are coming to school for the first time, and families um, who are sending their kids off to school for the first time. Life's crazy right now. Lots of questions. Do we want this experience of the Blessed Virgin Mary? Do I want to know this joy that only the Lord can give? And if I do, then am I putting myself in a position to experience it? Am I putting myself in a position to experience it? How do, how do I do that? How do I, how do you put ourselves in a position to experience this? First and foremost, we have to acknowledge that we desire. Lord, I want that. I want that more than anything else. 
And then to come to the Lord in honesty, in prayer. Like prayer is so important. And we come in prayer knowing we don't know how to pray. St. Paul is very clear. We don't know how to pray. It's the Holy Spirit who prays within us. So we ask, Lord, Holy Spirit, pray within me. Teach me to pray. And then this is not something, this journey of the Christian life, we cannot do alone. What does Mary do? The, the first thing that she finds out, she's conceived the Lord Jesus in her soul. She goes to Elizabeth. She runs to community. And the same for us. This is when we're on this Christian journey. As we're entering into this relationship with the Lord in prayer, we need others along the journey with us to remind us, hey, you know, uh, you're kind of getting caught up in the bitterness and the anxiety and the fear. And you're like, oh, yeah, no joke. Yeah, I am. I am. Not a rocket scientist to point that out to me. But here's an invitation for us together to get on our knees before the Lord. And to ask Him to come. To open our hearts to receive Him ever more deeply. Prayer, community, rooted in the sacramental life of the church. Rooted in the sacramental life of the church. The Holy Eucharist is the food for eternal life. The food for eternal life.